Hey everyone, before we start today's show, I just wanted to take a minute and ask you to leave us a review on iTunes. If you do, we will send you a Listen In Podcast sticker. That's right, a sticker. You can put it on your laptop, your water bottle, really anything where you can stick things. But please leave us a review or give us a shout out on social media. And then just let us know and you will get your sticker in the mail. Let's start the show. Listening podcast, episode 37, still no Frank Ocean, mm. but we did get an announcement of a new Bon Iver album, Jake, coming September 30th. That's right. We now know the name. So we talked about this briefly last time about how there was a uh, an album sort of hinted at and that he was going to perform it live, which he did at that Eau Claire festival. Yeah. Eau Claire? Eau Claire? Not totally sure of the pronunciation on that. Um, but yeah, so September 30th, not that long away. When I heard September 30th, I was like, my first thought was like, oh shit, that's forever. And then I was like, wait a minute. No, this year is going by so fast that that's five weeks from now. That's actually pretty soon. This week in particular went by incredibly fast. It did. And you're right. I had the same reaction when I heard it was September 30th. I was thinking that's forever away. That will never get here. Not the case. It's going to feel like two days from now. It it may as well be two days from now. Yeah. We so, honestly, so should our deaths. We might as well fast forward to the end of the year. And our life. Because yeah. everything goes by in a blip. Pretty much, yeah. And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> Thanks for everyone for tuning in. Uh, Sean, any parting words? Uh, this was Philosophy Bites. But in reality, um, that's not the end of the episode because we want to talk Bon Iver. So, um, Sean, what are your thoughts on the two songs we got? So, actually, this is what I want to do first. Are these actually the songs that we're going to get on the album... It's a great question, because when I was reading up on Oversoon, which is what I'm going to call it, even though it has ridiculous symbols and, and titles and, and infinity symbols, yeah. all of the above, I'm calling it Oversoon. So I was reading up on that, and they said it was like an extended version of what the actual song on the album is going to be. Um, not totally clear if that's the version we're going to get, or if this is just some kind of single leading up to the album. I don't know. What do you think? I'm not sure. Death Breast, the other one, yeah. is also called an extended version, I'm pretty sure. Mm. And so he, I was reading on Pitchfork about Oversoon, and the thing that confused me was it was like, this version, this Bob Moose extended version, takes snippets of the vocals and like and warps them and does cool things with them. Um creates quiet chaos, whatever pretentious pitchfork thing they said. Um, but And that made me confused because I was like, I love this version, and I don't understand, is that not how the song sounds? Is the I wonder if the actual song is just like a much more straightforward with that. It, uh, it might be over soon melody, and the harmony is over just like maybe more straight-ahead acoustic guitars? So I don't know where they would get that original version, because to my knowledge, they wouldn't have access to it other than that live performance but I don't know maybe he collaborated with whoever Bob Moose is I don't know if, if Bob maybe. Moose is in fact a collective or a man I don't know either see Bonnie Vare more so than anyone just kind of has all of his projects and especially under uh, oh, I'm sorry I don't mean Bonnie Vare I mean Justin Vernon I'm talking Bonnie Vare specifically seems to be shrouded in a lot of mystery and intrigue, a lot of myth building with, you know, him starting out for Emma Forever Go in a log cabin, kind of started there, and then, you know, what what he's up to now with releasing it live or playing it live, these different versions, we haven't heard from him in years, I don't know, it's a lot of, it's a big, it seems like a big mystery right now, maybe that's the point. And I also want to get into the, the sort of the way these songs sound and discuss the songs themselves a little bit. So to me, um, they remind me of different songs on Bonnie Vare, Bonnie Vare, the second record he put out, um, in different ways. So Over Soon reminds me of something along the lines of one of his prettier songs, more like a Holocene, more like a maybe Calgary type of sound. Don't quote me on that, even though I'm literally talking in a mic for people to listen to. Um, but And then the 
Death Breast? Is that what it's called? I, I really truly don't know I the don't name. I don't know either because like the real name said, is like lower. There's, there's so many symbols and different ways to read it. I don't. It's like it's like death with a lowercase d with like boxes and X's mm. and strike throughs. Um, that song reminds me of a more experimental kind of take on something like the second track on the Bonnie Vare record. Uh, is it Minnesota, Wisconsin? Um, whatever it, whatever that song's called with like the heavy beats. Um, the lower range vocals and over soon and both of the songs we hear heard I, whether they're extended versions remixes whatever the hell they are they kind of take those sounds to me and like and warp them and do even more experimentation it seems like he's going from record one to record three in a further and further experimental path so for me what over soon sounded like was more or less what we've come to expect from Bonnie Vare but it seems like he's taking a cue from his boy Kanye West, who he's collaborated with, with kind of sampling and integrating some other sounds, and he's starting to experiment with that more. So I think that's a natural progression for him, for what he's been doing, from what we heard on the second record to what we know he's been up to with collaborations. I think taking those influences and then having it come out to be over soon makes a lot of sense. The second song... Um, that has more of a Volcano Choir feel to it because Volcano Choir was a lot of what Bonnie Vare was doing, but more electronic sounds, more more kind of amplified and blown out than what you used to, what you would be used to on a Bonnie Vare album. So I think he's taken all of these influences in the time that he's been away from the Bonnie Vare project and it's starting to seep into what he's doing, while at the same time taking a lot of the same sounds and themes from the first two albums. Yeah, I could I could definitely see that. I mean, um, it makes sense that I mean, we're not we're not kidding anyone. He's the creative force behind all these projects. Mm. He has to be. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, so I actually. Uh, for I don't even know what reason, never really listened that much to Volcano Choir. I listened to both records um, a while ago. I re-listened to Repave this week. It's really enjoyable. Repave is awesome. It's really, really good. Repave is great. And, uh, yeah, so here's my question is, is Bonnie Vare going to, like, Justin Vernon, is it going to be like a Sun Kill Moon situation where you have Red House Painters, you have Sun Kill Moon, you have Mark Kozilek, I mean, we're just waiting for a, just a Justin Vernon record, and I'm not even going to know what to make of that. Yeah. Because then what was forever, forever ago, Right. if that's not just Justin Vernon, it'll be one of these very confusing things where he'll have like 30 monikers on Spotify. He's one of these guys who doesn't care about titles of bands or who his main band is or what. He's going to do whatever the fuck he wants, when he wants, however he wants to do it. It does seem that artists feel restricted by the idea of a main band and then then side bitches like <laughs> you know what I mean it's it seems like because I think a lot of artists are like there's no reason to diminish what we're doing in right. side projects and I get side that side project is kind of a it, it yeah diminishes what they're doing it it, it has a negative connotation to it well it, it, if not even negative it's at least reductive it at least says like it's not as important right it's not as valuable as what he's doing with for example Bear. Let's say he just keeps doing Volcano Choir albums. Does does the music press keep calling it Bonnie Vare Side Project when Volcano Choir has ten albums out and Bonnie Vare only has two? <laughs> when Bonnie Vare's long dead, that's a good question. I mean, I think honestly, the media and people who cover this stuff are pretty set in their ways. And if Bonnie Vare is what you're famous for, that's what you kind of stay famous See, for. That's the thing. I think because Volcano Choir wasn't didn't blow up like Bon Iver did, then that's still labeled as side project. Let's say that Volcano, let's say Repave ends up getting 10, 10 out of 10 scores from everyone. It's a critical success, it's a commercial success, and it eclipses Bon Iver in terms of popularity. Is it still getting called a side project? That's tough to say. I think it actually might because sort of Bon Iver so. came first. I think so too. Bon Iver is the thing that broke Justin Vernon and everyone remembers when he was winning Grammys and shit and it was all like the, the aw shucks like do I even belong here what did he say he got up there on the stage and kind of shouted out other artists who he felt deserved it more or something like that or he said like he never he didn't feel like he belonged there was some comment to that effect and then everyone on Twitter was calling him Bonnie Bear 
As in, like, B-O-N-N-I-E-B-E-A-R. Bonnie Bear. I was trying to think earlier if there is a last name there, like V-E-R-T, like a, like um, the color green in French, and if there's someone whose name is Bonnie. I wonder if there is, in mm. fact, a Bonnie Vare in the world whose mm. first name's Bonnie, last name Vare. That's not germane to the conversation. No. It's a here, thought I have. Here's another tangent off of that as well. So... People who aren't overly familiar with Bon Iver, they'll still call him Bon Iver. Yeah. And I find myself needing to correct them and sounding like an asshole. Or you bite your tongue. And the problem with, with that is there's no... Well, I mean, I guess that you could probably find some obscure example that would prove me wrong. I don't think there's any more pretentious sounding name to correct someone on. Because you're telling them... If someone's like, oh, I really love Bon Iver... First of all, their heart's in the right place. They like music you like. They're just trying their best. But you got, like, you know, I almost do it, like, to help them out. Like, just so yeah. you know, man, it's not called Bon Iver, it's Bon Iver. I actually remember when Skinny Love started getting popular, it was on uh, the radio station that is not around here anymore. They, they, it was a Boston station. I think WFNX it was called. Um, I'm pretty sure they, um, they call it Bon Iver. And I thought, mm. when I first heard it, that it was one of the singers from TV on the radio singing something acoustic. <laughs> yeah. And I so when I that. saw what Bon Iver was, yeah. that needless to say, uh, kind of blew my mind a little bit. I thought it was a TV on the radio archetype as well. And I will correct people in a joking way now. You, to well, like that's the move. Deflect from me. That's like the I play up how pretentious it is so they understand that I understand that it's pretentious to correct someone on this name. Well, because you're basically, you're correcting their pronunciation and being like, oh, it's pronounced the French way. Right. And it's like, you almost can't hold someone to that expectation. No, you can't. <laughs> you can't. It's funny it's that fair. it's actually a really interesting, um, I mean, it worked out for him, but theoretically it's not the best career choice to have a name that is like pronounced in a different language. Or is it a good career choice because it gets people talking that's up for debate I don't know it depends if his music was any good and if he ever got popular you know what's the best career move what's that having good music that's right and that's what Justin Vernon did he backed it up that's right that's capitalism for you (laughs) the best product beats all else out it's not how music works at all can you imagine (laughs) if he heard me say that that it's not it can't be anywhere close to the way he views himself or music no I I don't fully get Justin Vernon to be honest with is you. Is this in a negative way? Um, because well, I feel like you're a dude, you want to understand somebody to really truly like them a lot. Yeah. Although the Father John Misty thing would kind of... But I feel it. like I get where he's coming from better than when I get where Bonnie Vare's coming from. Like, did you read that intro to this album announcement or these songs coming out about the number 22 I don't think so and how this has been following Justin his entire life like what the fuck does that even mean the number 22 has yeah I think I heard tell of is this is this like the, the number 23 starring Jim Carrey if or is it more sinister than that if so sign me up I never <laughs> saw that movie but I love uh, piecing numbers together and finding... I, do, I, I like finding arbitrary connections between numbers so and I. things what were the reasons Tell me and the listeners why Justin Vernon found 22 so significant. Do you remember? No, it was kind of... I'm going to try and find it right now. Filibuster I'll filibuster it. So to make a good grilled cheese sandwich, you're going to want to go out, buy Texas toast. You're going to butter one side of each piece of bread. I forgot how slow my laptop is. <laughs> the, the, the Achilles heel. Of uh, of this show. Well, don't, don't leave the listeners hanging, Sean. I'm on not doing that. No, on the grilled cheese. Oh, okay, continue. You, you butter liberally on one side of each piece of bread. Then you, you, you butter a pan. Put it on medium heat. Lay the buttered Texas toast down flat on the pan till you got a golden brown on each side. You're going to want some cheese. Depending on what you have, you're a two-slice guy. Are you a two-slice guy or a one-slice guy? I'm a one-slice guy. One-slice. Two is too much. It's too much. Too cheesy. Especially American cheese. <laughs> too, too, too cheesy. It is. <laughs> Any luck here on the... Uh... I'm hoping it's in this article or else we're fucked. Because it'll barely load this article. <laughs> Dude, what? Tell the listeners how old this laptop even is. <laughs> it's like three months old. Jesus, dude. It's like... No, it's like... It's, it's five months old. And I have like basically stopped using it because it was so slow, just out of the box. Honestly, 
And this can't be engaging. I'm, I'm about to toss this out the window because it's not even the right fucking article. All right. Well, you know what? Here's what I'll say to you. If, if the major functions you want in a computer, Sean, in a laptop, are using the internet fast and, like, streaming stuff it's like fast... It's, like, the only... It's, like, the only function. Get yourself a Mac, man. I honestly... They never... I've had two. They never stop being fast like this. I've found... To get so that, disappointing. Unbelievable. I'm sorry, listeners. Oh, just, you know, but hey, you know what? Now they know how to make a good grilled cheese. Hey, guys, don't ever buy an HP whatever the fuck I bought, okay? Wow. We're, we're, we're going there. Sorry. Sorry to be crass. It's all right. You know, sometimes we can be crass. You know, this is, we, we I swear sometimes, you know, <laughs> just like the other kids, you know, it can be cool. So... I'm trying to think of what we want to go through, go to next here. Want to do the Obama playlist? Yeah, let's do that. So, it seems that the the White House profile on Spotify has released President Obama's personal day and night summer playlists, which we we've pulled up. So, what are your thoughts? Um, my thoughts, first of all, are that I now have to pull it up on my phone because my laptop is so. Slow. Okay. Well, um, that's how. That's what a great operation we're running right now. What's well, all right? I have it up, and so in looking at the, the day playlist. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Two. Two things. One. He. Sp- I like. I, this is a nice move by Obama. He split it up into the daytime portion and the nighttime portion because, like any good, playlist connoisseur knows, um, you need different vibes for different periods of time or different situations. Obama knows that. The White House knows that. And he's getting after it during the day. Here's a few different examples. He's got Leon Bridges. That is That's a great such song. a great Obama pick. He's got... How about... Okay. Surprising pick. Courtney Barnett. Not pedestrian at best. Not um, Depreston. Elevator operator. This screams to me... Um, Courtney Barnett is a trendy pick. So yeah, I agree with you. I think um, elevator operator was it was one of the weirdest choices on there, and uh, I can see where Obama would like that song. I can see where Obama would maybe think you know it, it, it's a cool sound. Courtney Barnett is is a cool artist, and this actually what you brought up brings me to what is the thing I wanted to talk about most with this. How much of this is artifice? Here's the how thing. much of this yeah. is. Is like, because everything the president ever has to do, it's not Obama, it's, it's just all presidents. Anything you're doing that's public facing has been gone through with a fine tooth comb. Exactly. This isn't Obama hopping onto his Spotify and clicking and dragging songs into a new playlist. This is expertly curated by someone who is playing the game really, really well. Because if you are the president of the United States, you don't have time to be discovering new music. You don't have time to be seeking out Courtney Barnett. If you have any time to listen to music between your stressful, like, war room meetings and and perfectly crafted speeches to the, to the press, you are not seeking out new music. You are listening to stuff that makes you feel good that you already know. So I don't doubt that he likes a lot of the songs on here. I think that obviously he they probably ran it by him, but this is low on his priority list. I feel like do you think he's even heard every song on this? Yeah, I'd say he's probably heard okay. it. I don't know if they're that dishonest. I'm sure they were like I, I mean I I do think that he probably listens at least to these songs. Okay. And or at least likes them. Yeah. And there might be some examples of songs on here. Where they were like, "Oh, uh, Mr. President, what do you think of this?" And he's like, "Oh, that that'd be that fit good on there, you know." <laughs> yeah. I was gonna do a voice, and then I realized the impression would end up being bad. Right. It's like when he makes his Duke, or he makes his NCAA bracket, and he always picks Duke or whatever. Here's an interesting one, also on the day playlist: Edward Sharp of the Magnetic Zeros. He picks home. This, like, are we back in 2012 or, or whenever that song 2010, came out? 2010, maybe oh even God, 09. Right, like, dude, be less relevant. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. It's like you said, he's the president. He can, he's. What do we expect from him? He's, he's not gonna have an expertly curated playlist of like deep cut, awesome singles from from like indie albums from this year. I love some of these songs, so I like that he goes with a little Aretha. 
a little um, Beach Boys on here. I so I was love the good vibrations pick. It's a great pick, um, and so part of this has to be. He's there's some cross cultural appeal. He can't. Oh, yeah. he, that's what's di- tricky about this is that the president can't. I mean, unless it was George Bush, who I feel like would be like, put George straight on there, just put country. You know, what I mean, like he wouldn't give a shit. He'd just be like, yeah, what are the country top forty? That's my playlist. That's not how he talks. Put a boot in your ass. Yeah, right. It's the Fourth of July. It's the American way. But for Obama, I think he's more sensitive. He's like, and I, he's a cultured guy. He I is. I feel like he at least he has is. an appreciation for music. Otherwise, he wouldn't do this. You're right. And so, but again, if you're the president and you're being represented, if you're trying to represent like the country, and 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 make a playlist that seemingly everyone could kind of enjoy. There's got to be some playing to the white crowd. There's got to be mm. some playing to the Hispanic crowd a little bit mm-hmm. here. You, you figure you'd have to. Mm-hmm. There's a song on here, Me Gustas too, that I So I was playing through some of these. It's catchy as hell. I've never heard of this guy, Manu Chao. I'm relatively certain this was played at some point in one of the Spanish classes I took you think in college or high school. You think this is a pander? Pandering I, pick? I don't know. Like, is Obama... Rocking this song like around the dude doesn't it say "Me gustas marijuana"? It does. You, we all know Barry's uh, history with the the devil's lettuce. <laughs> we do, and so you know what? In fact, that might be the only song he picked on here. <laughs> B- but I don't know. So here's the thing: I think it's a cool move by any president to do this, and I think that the list is like it's respectable. It's about as good, honestly, dude. Any other president we've had in the last... Well, I don't know. Clinton would probably be respectable. Honestly, I feel like it's, if, if you're getting a Democrat in the in the White House, they're going to pick a solid playlist. Because they are just, like, normal people, I think. Right. If you get, like, a Reagan or a Bush, it's going to be just, like, good old boy country. Ugh. Here's another interesting thing. And we don't... We can go back to the president's playlist if you want. The White House... Um, sort of account on Spotify is real interesting because you have so the the president's 2016 summer playlist day and night you also have the Biden's Ooh, 2016 summer playlist what's on the Biden's okay so we got stay with me by Sam Smith really taking a risk there um, we take <laughs> care of our own with Bruce Springsteen come together by the Beatles hello from Adele it's Frank Sinatra till it happens to you Lady Gaga till kingdom come by Coldplay Hallelujah, Katie Lang. You know, I'm just I, I'm gonna say the Bidens more in line with uh, with the the white voter. I think. Well, dude, yeah, and it's like pick a Beatles song that's like more popular. I guess you, it's really hard to pick a Beatles song because any one seems like a cliche. Yeah. This is my favorite bit. They have they have only four playlists on here. There's four. You got the President's 2016 Summer Playlist Day, the President's 2016 Summer Playlist Night. The Bidens 2016 mm-hmm. summer playlist, and then you've got Holiday with the Bidens. <laughs> Holidays, sorry, Holidays with the Bidens. These, so the, so many questions come flooding in, and I'm overwhelmed by them. Here's a couple. Was the, who sanctioned this? Was the, this this strikes me as as Joey Biden going rogue, just being like, I'm making a dope Christmas playlist. And, I'm throwing it up on the White House Spotify account, and you're gonna like it. And look at the picture. You have to assume that based on... This has to be the first thing that was ever posted to this channel. What year is this from? Can you Last tell? year. It's okay, 2015. Okay. So the, the cover... Look this up on Spotify, listeners. The cover is him in like a tux doing like a Dean Martin, like, hey, like a <laughs> thumbs up. Like you said, like a, like he's a crooner. And then you have his wife in, in what just looks like a red gown. And you have just like kind of your basic... Christmas songs. So question A is who sanctioned this? Question B is who needs Joe Biden's advice on Christmas music? That's the last thing you need anyone's advice on because from the constant radio play, from the many compilation CDs that you have out there, you have much better options for finding good Christmas music. You don't need Joe Biden pointing you in the right direction. Also, this might just be a mistake. A Sky Full of Stars is on here by Coldplay. <laughs> that's not, definitely... Not a Christmas song. That's definitely some overworked intern. They're like, hey, 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 put together Biden's summer playlist. And he accidentally clicked and dragged Sky Full of Stars into the Christmas one. Do, do the Bidens know that Coldplay has a Christmas song that's like about Christmas explicitly? I, but there's no chance. You know what I would love to see on there? 
any one of the Killers Christmas songs. Ooh. Uh, like, um, you know, <laughs> any one of them, because I can't <laughs> remember any of their names right now. What, what, what album are they on? They're just like singles they do every year for charity. Uh, oh. Maybe not every year, but most years they do Christmas songs for charity. They're actually like really catchy. Yeah. Um, one of them's like "Don't Don't Shoot Me Santa Claus." Okay, or something. I've heard that's that. That's a really good one, like "Great Big Sled" or something like that. Some good, some good songs. You know, it's a great modern Christmas song that started as a joke. Um, is the Julian Casablancas um, Christmas Treat? It's, uh, I've never heard it. It's it, like started with an SNL thing. It's a really cool song. Um, give that a listen, listeners. So, but I'm still caught up on this, dude. How does Sky Full of Stars end up on here? I, I just told you why. These are overworked mis- interns just clicking and dragging, putting it into the wrong playlist. This is a mistake. Yeah. This yes. is out. This is out there. This is one yeah. of four playlists. This is a bad look. It is. I, you know, cl- you wonder why you have so many people clamoring for Donald Trump because, uh, you know, of the attention to detail like this. You know what? The, the Democrats are doing it to themselves. They're shooting themselves in the foot. They are. Dude, I just I don't understand the like necessarily the market for this. Who's looking for this? Well, clearly we it's podcast fodder. But here's the thing: we only found it because of Obama's summer playlist. Classic the, Biden riding Obama's coattails. Just imagine. I'm gonna paint you a picture with words. Okay. Imagine you're scrolling through Spotify, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Oh, the White House has an account. That must be fake." And you find it like. In January, mm-hmm. and you look, and there's one playlist, and it's just holidays with the Bidens, and it's like 20 songs. First of all, that's not going to sustain a Christmas playlist, like a no. Christmas party. No, you got to listen to "You'll Love This Christmas Playlist," my Christmas that's right. playlist. You know, what we should do, Jake. So, just so the listeners know, as we've gone along throughout our run of episodes, whenever we have a relevant topic on an episode, I will go and create a listening podcast playlist. We have. Best album openers of all time. Best album closers of all time. We have Introduction to Emo. We have a lot of these other ones that we started to do. I have uh, Best of Newport Folk Fest one up on there. So as we've gone through and we've had topics, I have made playlists um, that blow these out of the water. Also, when Christmas rolls around, you should add that one as a listening podcast playlist. Oh, we will. And we're going to have a Christmas episode for sure. And here's the thing. I was worried before I actually looked at it, because it's not very good. Before I looked at this playlist, I was like, ooh, is Joe Biden sneaky on my Christmas music corner? I can't have that. No. But here's the thing. His is 17 songs, an hour and six minutes. Venture a guess at how long mine is. Um, it is 76 songs, um, like nine hours. Uh, well, you're you're off on both counts. It's 96 songs and in almost five hours. Okay. So it's a much longer Christmas playlist. songs are, are, are shorter. Usually they're like jingle length. Yeah. This is right. a hell of a playlist. And the pun as the cherry on top. Yeah. You, you know what? Like? Save that. Don't shoot your load too early on that, Jake. Uh, I don't know about that. Um, what I was going to say, though, so this is under the White House branded Spotify playlist. What happens when new president comes in? What happens to these playlists? Are those going to be archived somewhere? Are those going to go into the Smithsonian somewhere? What's going to happen? Maybe the or new, maybe the new president inherits inherits it. Is this just kind of a commentary on streaming about how nothing is, um, you know, nothing solid, or we might never really have anything? There's only a finite amount of time that it's in our, 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 our. I don't even know. Just our, 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 I don't know. You know? Our collective consciousness? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the word. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, I think the new president should inherit it. I think the okay. new president inherits... So let's say Hillary gets elected. What What is she doing? She's is she leaving this alone for a while, or...? Yeah, she's dealing with a few other things. Okay, one. okay. But when she does start to add to it, if she does, I bet she's just like your typical classic rock gal she's she's putting I, on like Beatles Mamas and the Papas I think she hands over the reins to, to Bill well and it would be for the good of the country because I can't imagine I don't know based on Hillary's like personality doesn't seem like she would be the most interesting taste in music Bill oh, that, seems that, like he, that's interesting you're outing yourself as a misogynist right now oh and a Trump supporter but that's interesting Wow. All right. Well, that's, I mean, not at all what I said. So it's weird <laughs> that that's, that's a very brash conclusion to jump to. Hmm. Um, what do you think Donald Trump's playlist would be like? Uh, it would be 
dude. Honestly, I could say the most ridiculous thing ever, whatever that might be, and it would probably just be true, like we've seen throughout this entire thing. Have you heard this theory now that he is trying to lose on purpose? That's been, like, in the back of my mind, theory since the yeah. beginning. Because if you're Donald Trump, there's there's no fucking way you thought you were going to win or be this close to winning. It's absolutely inconceivable. It's like if you, like run for alderman as a joke like in your hometown and you're just because you're drunk with your buddies and you signed up and you fucking almost win yeah and it's like this is that magnifying like, no I don't want that responsibility you know also if people are out there actually drunkenly running for alderman don't do it it's not <laughs> responsible I, that was just probably a, a fee to, to get on the ballot you don't it's not worth and it and as role models Sean you know I probably shouldn't have put that idea out there on the, on the airwaves you're right you're right you also shouldn't have disparaged Hillary like that right and so all I meant was that I, I just don't get the vibe that she has the most nuanced taste in music now I might you know I might be wrong mm-hmm. and here's Why, the thing are you, you're, well you're just saying that because she's a woman so in time for kids back in 2000 which we got I think in, in must have been third grade when the 2000 election was happening yep hanging there, chads there was a side by side comparison of um, Al Gore versus George Bush it was like age birthday favorite color favorite mm-hmm. whatever and um, it's a favorite, I think, band. Al Gore picked the Beatles. Ooh. I think George Bush picked, it was someone, it was country. It was like, it was probably like, might have been uh, Garth and, uh, probably Brooks and Dunn or something. Oh, God. Big and rich. <laughs> Save a horse, ride a cowboy. Dude, th- that is such an encapsulation of Bush-era music. Really There is. might be no more song that is like, that screams Bush-era like, it's 2004, the, the songs sound like Coors Light commercials, mm. music. Life is a Coors Light commercial. Yeah, yeah. It's weird how dated that era is now. If you look back at footage of even TV hey, oh, commercials yeah. or, like, football oh, games yeah. from the awful. early 2000s. That, like, just before HD. So here's another question is, what president through history, if they could say they were living now, had the same personality, but they could understand and hear modern music, whose playlist would you most want to hear? John F. Kennedy. Really? He he would be so down with just cool music. Yeah. I, that's an easy answer for me. What I about f- you? I feel like you got to go with someone who's like James Buchanan, and here's why. He seemed like a really quiet guy, sort of a weirdo, never married. Um, he was a dude who like... Sounds a lot like... Just music Twitter. Well, here's the thing: is that most great, a lot of great musicians are like recluses, mm. kind of weird dudes. James Buchanan might be like a Godspeed You Black Emperor fan. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I may, maybe yeah. the easy pick is like be like, oh, George Washington, Abe Lincoln. I would like to hear what they say. No, I feel like they no. wouldn't be that great. I don't think they would have good taste in music. Lincoln, though would get into the monitor a lot by Titus Andronicus. He'd be like, dude, this shit is about my life. He'd be like, this is awesome, but he wouldn't listen to anything else good. That'd be his one thing that he could talk about music-wise. He'd be like, well, I've been listening to the monitor a lot. Well, and he also would be able to accurately say what so many music nerds have said in their in the, in the their life, that an album is about them. It literally mm, is like about that's them. That's true. There are that's excerpts true. of his own speeches in Who there. Who else in history would be the worst? In terms of U.S. presidents, yeah, I feel like James Madison would have just a p-boy, yeah. bad playlist, I, dude. Little Jimmy, I, I feel like Thomas Jefferson would too. Yeah, Tom- he was like a slave owner and yeah. like did weird shit. Right, yeah, with his slaves. Jefferson, so. definitely. Sam, John Adams, maybe he'd have like weirdly cool taste. John Adams seems like a squid. Yeah. He seems like a dude who would, like, not be down with anything interesting. You know who else? He would just be like, give me marching music. Okay, I was just just going to say, Ulysses Grant, all just just drumline music. That's it. That's all. I'm inclined to disagree with you slightly because Ulysses Grant was a dude who was kind of an outcast and a little bit of of an underdog story. Now, say the Confederacy won the war, Sean, and Robert E. Lee ascended to president... He was first in his class at West Point. Mm. He's someone who would have mm-hmm. been like mm-hmm. all in on marching music. I feel like Ulysses S. Grant would like like blues rock. 
He'd be like, yeah, he'd be like, yeah, no, I don't. Yeah. I was in the military, but I'm not into the rah rah stuff. Yeah, he'd be no, one of those dudes who comes true. back from the war, and he's like, he's a little too in your face about how much he hasn't changed. Yeah, no, he you, clearly's changed. <laughs> Very those mutton chops? Are you kidding? He's me? changed, You've a changed lot. Ulysses. Um, well, you know, well, his favorite song would be Tales of Brave Ulysses. By I was about Cream. to say the exact same um, thing. You know who? You know who? I think would have great taste. FDR. He's he's yeah. stuck in that wheelchair. What else is he gonna do besides listen to music? That's a good question. He's into like electro electronic music. He's into like Aphex Twin. Which president is most likely to like 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 eighties goth, like the Smiths or like the Cure. Cure? That's a good question. Maybe a dude like it has to be some some wild. Maybe Franklin Pierce. Franklin dude, Pierce, New yeah. Hampshire because hometown hero. It, dude, it is because he's, New Hampshire's favorite son, Sean. <laughs> that was the biography I read in eighth grade. He's one of the most hated presidents. Yeah. So he has that social outcast thing. He will relate to Morrissey. He'll re- relate to Robert Smith. He is all in on that music. He he listens to The Cure and The Smith and has a good cry. He even looks a little like Robert Smith. Because mm. if you look at uh, his his presidential picture, his hair, it's like, dude, you couldn't have done your hair a little better for this mm. portrait they he, painted over the course of hours? Right. Right. It's like comb your hair. Yeah, he lo- he looks frazzled, right. and he wears it's his just collar like Robert on. Smith. Yeah. He looks like Edgar, Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, I don't know. This is a. I would. This like, should have been the whole podcast. This should have been, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I would love to hear from listeners who you think the best presidential music listener was. Who had the best taste as a president? Who had the worst? Let us know on Twitter. Who would be into metal? Oh man, dude, someone like um. Do you think like Andrew Jackson maybe? No, I don't think I don't think Andrew Jackson would. Andrew Jackson strikes me as as like a like a folky, kind of a folky. He's hanging Andrew out. Andrew Jackson was such an intense dude though, and like so full of hate, and just like p- pushed people out, like pushed the Native Americans. <laughs> yeah, out of their land. but he was like what I always think of with him is like he's out in nature because he's doing that. You know who and else? He, I think he has a softer side. You know who might be a sneaky emo, not to cut you off, Andrew Johnson. Follows up Lincoln, and it's like, dude, what am I supposed to do? We just had the best president. Yeah. I already know. Yeah. I can't live up to him. He had kind of long hair. I, I, yeah, I'll give you that one. That's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. Metalhead, though? Um, I'm thinking someone like like Taft. Ooh. Or, I don't hate it. Or like Hoover, maybe. Just Hoover's a wild card. Just because, like, you know, you don't really know with them. No one knows anything about those guys. No, and you know who else? No one knows anything about. And I, I guarantee it's the most forgotten president is uh, Benjamin Harrison. Yeah, I think some people forgot. Some people might be listening right now. And might be like that dude's That's not, not a, president. a president. If I gave you a quiz with just two choices, Ben Franklin and Benjamin Harrison. Oh. 99% of people would be like, oh, Ben Franklin was That's the right. president. Not the case, That's dude. Right. Benjamin Harrison. Who's the one who died immediately oh. upon... Or not immediately, he, he came down with pneumonia. William Henry Harrison. Okay, William Henry Harrison is super into, like, late 60s rock. The Jim Morrisons of the okay. world, the Jimi Hendrix. Die young, burn out, rather than fade away. That's him. He a, loves those guys. It was a self-fulfilling prophecy. Joplin, Hendrix, Morrison. Yep. All those the guys. Cobain. Yep. And he was like, you yep. know what? Uh... I'm going to walk to my inaugural speech without a coat so that maybe I die. That's maybe right. I go down he in history ch- he was as that, an anti-hero. He was that kid in high school who would just wear that Doors, Jim Morrison, first album t-shirt with his face on it. Didn't really listen to the album, really. Just thought that the Doors were cool and Jim Morrison was a cool figure. Yeah, he wore the shirt with shirtless Jim Morrison. Yes. Which is, actually, I'm just realizing a funny irony that you're wearing a shirt of a shirtless man. Yeah. Yeah. On your shirt is a man maybe, without a shirt. Hey, maybe take your shirt off your back, give it to Jim. Yeah, Jim's long dead. You Where know? were you? Here's yeah. another thing. James K. Polk, it's low-hanging fruit, but it's got to be Polka. Yeah, it is. You can't, it is. like, come on. Sorry, dude. It's too easy. Dude. Hey, get a different name. Sorry. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Like, you're going to you're gonna like Polka if your name's James <laughs> K. Polk. <laughs> too fucking bad. <laughs> yeah, dude. Where's James K. Polk's Polka Spotify playlist? I don't know, man. I mean, like, we... doesn't mi- exist. He missed it by a couple centuries, I guess. He did. He did. Yeah. Um, that was a... Also, yeah. one more. Teddy Roosevelt is a decent case for maybe metal. Okay, yeah. Maybe prog rock? I feel, I don't know about prog. He's someone... Yeah. Or maybe he'd like someone like a Titus Andronicus. Yeah, I could see that. He's a dude who, I think, 
would like music that is either instrumentally or just in some way lyrically or spiritually intense. He's yeah. like a very intense guy. Yeah, no, I yeah, I'll, I'll give you that one. How about this? What would Truman be into after oh, he's coming after the greatness of FDR? I feel like he's he a, drops the bomb. That's right. He, that's right. Maybe uh, I don't know. I think he has some like a little bit of an inferiority complex. He's a good candidate for emo. Yeah, I agree. And I think that, um, like any one-termer, any president who was in for, for one term, and because basically what the country's told you is like, nah, not feeling it, man. Mm. Not It didn't work out. Mm. Like, sorry. They're a candidate for some emo music just because they, you know, they've been through some tough times. They've been battered and bruised They've been battered and bruised. You know who else is like... Ooh, you know who I feel like would like hurt by Johnny Cash or like Johnny Cash in general? LBJ. That guy got kind of shafted with the public image because mm-hmm. of the Vietnam thing and how he mm. kind of stayed in and was indecisive about it. It went, it kind of completely shadowed all the work he did with uh, civil rights. So, yeah, it's a great. You don't even think about that. No, LBJ, his his reputation's it. so tarnished. Yeah, it is. Because everyone's like, oh, he's either forgettable or like he's the president who. Like did Vietnam? Yeah, no one thinks bad. about him the right that's way. Too bad. So he'd be he'd be like sitting there crying, listening to "Hurt" yeah, by Johnny I Cash. I can see that. Great song. People forget that's a cover of a Nine Inch Nails song. They do. People forget that. People do forget that. Um. All right. You want to move on to our next topic? I do. And so this comes from a um, question, a mailbag question from Twitter from friend of the pod Josh, who's now come up twice. On this episode alone, so Josh, you're getting a double shout out. Um, big day for you on the on the podcast. Big day, you're, you're coming up a lot. Uh, so Josh asked us if you could revise uh, our 2015 favorite albums of the year list in some way. What albums might move? What would shoot up? What might shoot down? I love this question. I was listening to Divers by Joanna Newsom the other day, and I was thinking to myself, you know what? I love this album. I did not rank this highly enough, and it would rank higher now. So I'm glad, a little serendipity, that Josh asked that question, because I was thinking the same thing. Um, so I, I want to talk about the nature of rankings in general, in that it's not totally fair how we rank albums at the end of the year, because so much of music and so much of your enjoyment of music comes with time and experience. So you're going to have a different perception of these 2015 albums as you still listen to them throughout the rest of the year. You're either going to discover more that you didn't listen to when they came out, or you're going to start living with a lot of these albums more and more, and they're going to integrate their way into your life. So there's certain albums on here that during 2015 I loved, but have not revisited at all. There's other ones that I also liked, but have those have now jumped up even more because those have been the ones that I've wanted to listen to more. It's kind of like trying to rank your favorite albums of all time. In many ways, it's kind of like rankings in general. Like you said, it's kind of a futile like practice in general. Mm-hmm. You can get it close, but if you looked at, so let's say what we're doing right now. We look now and we're like, ooh, that'd be higher. This would be lower. If you looked in another year, we might switch them back. We might switch other ones. Yep. Other albums we might have totally forgotten about. Yep. Actually, this made me look back at my list and, and see some on here where I was like, oh, I, I like I sort of totally forgot listening to that because there's been so much music we've listened to the past couple of years. Um, but yeah, it, it actually, this question does point out sort of what is flawed about ranking things in general because it is a constantly, it's a living thing. It's a, your where albums rank would be sort of a constantly evolving uh, process, not yeah. so much a, a one-time thing. Um, so, Sean, what, what are some for you here? So, you mentioned Joanna. Yeah, Joanna Newsom would be way up there. Um, all right, so I'm, you know what I'm going to do, Jake? I'm going to do a new top five. Ooh, okay. New top five for okay. you. So my old top five, I'll break it down for you real quick. Number one was Father John Misty. I love you, honey bear. Number two was Kendrick Lamar to Pimp a Butterfly. Number three, Sufjan Stevens, Carrie and Lowell. Number four, Grimes, Art Angels. Number five, Tame and Paula, Currents. The new top five from Sean is still number one, Father John Misty. I love you, honey bear. Number two, Divers, Joanna Newsom. Okay. Number three, 
is I'm still gonna put to pip a butterfly there. Um, but that is one that if it, I didn't know how good it was, would maybe fall a little bit just because I haven't listened at all since last year and haven't wanted to. Number four um, is actually going to be Tame Impala, Currents. Now, number five here, this is an interesting one because I could go a lot of different ways. I want to specifically shout out Julian Baker, sprained ankle. That was way down at number uh, 19 on my list previously. However, now... I wouldn't, I wouldn't go so far as to say it's top five, but it would probably be a top ten. Um, I'm going to put in... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flip Tame Impala and Grimes and just go four or five there. Grimes is actually now number five. Tame Impala is now number four. Other ones that fall for me, Sufjan Stevens, out of the top five. I don't ever listen to that album anymore. I actually don't think it's as good as I originally thought it was. Uh, Jamie XX in color, that one's falling a lot too. Never listen to that anymore. I think same situation. Um, other than that, you know, I think like Julia Holter maybe gets a little bit of a bump. I think, like I said, Julian Baker gets a bump. Big one for me, Tallest Man on Earth, Dark Bird is Home. We've mentioned this a few weeks ago. That is an album that I think is actually a lot better than I thought it was at first. Um, so in looking at mine, I don't have... A list. I'm not, I'm not going to re-rank my top five, but I have some general thoughts. Um, and I think that Tame Impala, which was in my sixth spot, mm-hmm. would actually go up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure what it would eclipse because I have Joanna Newsom at five. I have... You know what? I might actually have to bump that because, I mean, you've been much more into that record and her sense than I have. Mm-hmm. And I... Tame Impala Currents is one of actually very few albums from last year that I listen to kind of regularly still are parts of or I always I'm interested in listening to um, bits and pieces of it I think um, let me see I have uh, there was one down here one that I completely kind of forgot about was that Neon Indian album (laughs) and for me that was kind of high that was 18th I actually really liked that album Uh, Alabama Shake Sounding Color I had at 19th that might come up a little bit Um, I had let me see the Tallest Man on Earth, for sure, is on this list. It's 26th. That was Ooh. big time me feeling like I didn't like it as much as I should and that I just like... That's I, low. Yeah, it was low. It would come way up. It would probably shoot up like 10 or more spots. Um, ooh, Kurt Vile, believe him going down, is 29th on here. It might have to just drop because I haven't even thought about that album once <laughs> since last year. Yeah. Just because it hasn't even entered my yeah. mind until I just saw it. I got another couple for you. Now, these wouldn't necessarily go into my top five, but they would certainly be a lot higher than they were when I ranked them. World's a Beautiful Place, Harmlessness. I had that at number 22. Oh. That would be for sure a top 15. Dude, guess where I had that? 15. Eighth. Eighth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Eight. Mine would, that would be a lot higher for me. Same with Hop Along, Painted Shut. That was one we got into at the end of the year, and a perfect example of just not spending enough time with it. That one would shoot up as well. Yeah, I'd rank that one higher as well. I think I might rank Aphex Twins' Computer Controlled Acoustic Instruments Part 2 EP. Say that five times fast. I'd bump that one up. I had that at, at 49th. I like it wow. better than some of the stuff on here. I have it behind Earl Sweatshirt and Magical Clouds and oh, wow. like uh, uh, Vince Staples' Summertime 06, which I, I actively don't really like that much. Yeah. I would bump that up because I've gotten more into Aphex Twin. Um, I had FKA Twigs ahead of that. I haven't, oh, yeah, I haven't thought yeah, about yeah. listening to that album in a long time. Nope. Um, wow, it's interesting. So that back sounds in this like... list, you know what one I totally forgot about? And I don't even know what to say about where I'd move it. It probably would stay the same. Do you remember the Archie Marshall album? Yeah, that was good. It was good. It was really good. It was interesting. And, yeah, I don't know So it sounds like that Aphex, that. It sounds like that Aphex Twin one is your highest climber. What's your lowest... What's falling the lowest for you? Um, okay, so I'm looking right here. I see Panda Bear meets the Grim Reaper at 12th. Uh, that has to drop. I just feel like... Me too. I just feel like, I had mine at eleven. That's dropping. That's got to drop a decent amount. Um, and you know what might bump up and take its place is Milo's. So the flies don't come. Mm, I love that record. Mm-hmm, that's that mm-hmm. was fourteenth already though. That's not a big jump. Um, you know what is sneaky dropping and it's already not that high on the list. 
is Courtney Barnett. Yeah. Uh, sometimes yeah. I sit and think. Sometimes I just sit. Uh, I had it at 17th. I got to say, I haven't thought much about that album. Haven't really been that interested yeah, in listening to that album. Me neither. I like Courtney. I, it just, I don't know. I, I haven't felt much like listening to no, that album. No, me neither. What, what are your thoughts on Sufjan Stevens? I, I have him dropping pretty far. Probably out of the top ten, actually. I definitely don't. I really, really like Carrie and Lowell. I don't know. I and that's an interesting take, and I, I, I haven't listened to it much since that's last. That's the thing. Year. That's one of that's like the reason why. Whenever I'm like, ooh, yeah, I don't want to listen to that. But because of the amount of new music I've been listening to this year, there are a lot of albums on here where that's the case. Um, like to Pimp a Butterfly, like you said, for me that's the case too. Mm. I don't know if I'd shake it from number one. I probably at this point like I Love You, Honey Bear more. Right. Um, it's funny, but it's that discussion of liking versus importance or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, the, what's interesting is, and I was discussing with big friend of the pod Ian the other big day. big friend of the pod. I was because this question got posed to us, and I was like, "This is an interesting question. I'm going to ask it to him as well." And I brought up how I don't really want to listen to, to Pimple Butterfly right now. He said it sounds very much like a 2015 record, very much of a time and a place. Hmm. And I said, um, it's funny because Father John Misty's I Love You Honey Bear, that one I still listen to a lot. And if anything, I like it more now than I did then. And he goes, well, that still that sounds like a 2016 album still. Like it right. sounds very current. Yeah, it's less tied to anything political specifically. Especially with all the things that have been going on with Father John Misty, it seems like that is still very much a relevant uh, thing. Although you could argue that the the race relation issues that Pimp, to Pimp a Butterfly was a reaction to are as relevant or more this year. It's true. So I don't know. I, I can see that. I mean, I think with, with Father John, the reason it's easy to keep listening is their songs that... Like, to Pimp a Butterfly is not a fun record. It's, it's, it's a weird thing where... It's important and it's 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 great, but it's not exactly something you're just gonna pop on for fun, right? You know what I mean? I, I would pop on Father John Misty for fun, yeah, because I yeah. fear fun, Sean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, let me ask you this: What do you do with um, with that Shamir album, Ratchet? Dude, so that, for me, that's falling. It was thirty third. Hard. It was. Th- where did you have it though? Uh, I had Shamir. It wasn't that high to begin with. It wasn't for me either. <laughs> Number forty five. It's falling to like sixty. So here's the thing: is we've said way more that have fallen than have have, and I think that that's an interesting point about doing this in general, yeah. because we've listened to and we're so entrenched in 2016 in music, and I'd say maybe seventy percent of the records we've talked about, we've been like, oh, that drops, that's falling. Yeah, you know, but they can't all fall. No, no, you're right. Maybe we owe it to ourselves to do to like kind of revisit this a little bit further, even. Um, you know what's rising for me actually is what? that Waxahachie album. Oh, really? That's rising. Cool. Yeah, that one I came around on Lana Del Rey Honeymoon. I think rises a little bit. That's one I find myself just kind of popping on now oh, and then. I, I never ever have since last year, <laughs> ever. <laughs> Not even once. Not because I don't like her. I just haven't. I've listened to Honeymoon by Lana Del Rey more than I've listened to Carrie and Lowell since the year ended. Here's an interesting threesome on my list. 56th, I have Ought with Sun Coming Down. 57th, I had Donnie Trumpet and the Social Experiment Surf. And at uh, 58th, I had The Weekend with Beauty Behind the Madness. Dude, that Weekend album's decent. That's a good It's record. decent. It's just very inconsistent and very long. Yeah. That one, I mean, I guess would maybe have to be bumped, even though I haven't listened to it since and have no interest at all. Yep. Um, I like The Weeknd, for sure. You know what's coming up as well for me is Leon Bridges, Coming Home. That one's getting higher for me. I don't think I I never listened to the full album. It's really good. Um, Interesting interesting to to think about this. It is. Yeah, I would like to hear from other people. I know we already heard from from Ryan and Josh about what your, how you would kind of go back and rank, but I'd like to hear from other people. Do you still have the favorite album of the year? Or, Or... is your favorite album now still what you said was your favorite album last year? And I noticed big friend of the pod, Ryan, mentioned that Tame Impala would go I think off, everyone was, was kind of like all in on Tame Impala. Which is a trend yeah. that we've all had because yeah. I, for some reason, that album hasn't gone away from me. Sean, do you remember what my, of the uh, 66 albums I actually ranked, which was the lowest? I don't. <laughs> Miguel. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> Wild Heart. And it was really just out of sheer contempt because I didn't enjoy it. What a selfish thing for me to do. I was just like, you know what? 
I, I didn't like this album, and I didn't honestly give it that much of a chance. No, it I was didn't It was probably one of the records I should have just not ranked, because mm-hmm. I didn't know it that intimately. But just to, out of spite, I ranked it low. That, that album was supposed to be really good. That got a lot of love. People people loved that. Oh, yeah. they, they did. That's they probably did. a controversial take. And yeah. I, I, I uh, reserve the right to actually listen yeah. to it more and like it. Yeah. Just above that was Sun Kill Moon with Universal Themes. Big drop-off from Benji, that was. Dude, I know. He's got another album coming out this year, though. Isn't it, like, in November? Yeah. That's going to be, oh, that's, that's Sun Kill Moon sweet spot right there. Well, that that's, October, November. That's when... And you know what's interesting is that's when we got into him, but that yeah. but Benji came out in like January of that year or February. No shit. Did you know that's that? Right, it yeah. did. Because we didn't, we weren't oh, on board shit. with like some. I would, dude, I, that's one of my all-time favorite recent time fall and place album. feeling albums is Benji in the fall of 2014. Yeah, for context, for anyone who doesn't know, Sunkill Moon is the solo project of Mark Kozalik. Not that that helps in any way. No. Of Red House Painters, but he's basically. This super confessional, very rambling, and everything in the kitchen sink lyricist who writes on on the album Benji, which came out in 2014, just these like amazing epic folk songs. Yeah. About family and death and like that 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 album. If we had done a 2014 ranking, would have been real high for me. Yeah, I was actually it's like in my top three. Actually, I think it's my it was my favorite of 2014. That album's so good. It's like too it's bad he's such a prick. I know. It, it really seems like is. Mark Kozlik is really an the asshole. The big takeaway for me, looking back on these 2015 lists, was that there was a lot of good, solid albums that came out in 2015. There's only maybe like five great ones. And yeah. I think 2016 has far outstripped that in the first half of the year. Yeah, I think 2016 um, has been a really strong year. Also, I think no small part of that is the fact that we've listened to like 110 albums this year, about right. around around that, we're near that. And last year, I, at the end of the year, I only ranked 68. Right. And I've already listened to, in August, I've listened to 112. Mm-hmm. Not all of which I'll rank. Some of them I've, I haven't listened to enough. But I think part of it is like, I mean, we didn't know we were going to do this yet. Right. So I wasn't listening to albums with like a critical ear. Right. We only decided in December to do it, so that's when I like thought more about what I'd rank right. and stuff. Um, but being in tune with music more this year has helped. Yeah, quickly, back in 2014, my favorite album was actually Singles by Future Islands, okay. followed by Benji. I, that might flip now. I'm not totally sure. Um, What'd you have third? Bombay Bicycle Club. 2014 was a weak year. Yeah, music. that Bombay Bicycle Club album is, what's it called again? Uh, so Long to See you Tomorrow. It's good. It's definitely good. I, I don't know this how... This is it, the classic, <laughs> I love Jake's way of describing things as good. Well, here's the thing. But... I mean, so what would you say about it? Because you had it fourth that year. Yeah, I well, I think I like Bombay more than you do historically. Well... No, I really, really like that record, and because of it, I got into that in their first album. I haven't listened to Flaws, um, or that, I think their third one. I've listened to their bookend albums. And I really was all in on So Long, See You Tomorrow when it came out. I just don't think I'd be as into it now. I don't know really why. Yeah, I'm looking. 2014, just not the best year. I mean, you had that St. Vincent album, which I loved. That was my number four. Uh, How to Dress Well came out that year, really good. A disappointing album from Real Estate. I wanted that to be better. And it got so much acclaim. Yeah, it got just, more acclaim be than, than, than... You had the Next Cloud Nothings album, which, actually looking back, is a lot better than what I originally thought it was. It's better than it, I thought it was, too. I still don't like it as much as Attack on That memory. Angel Olsen album, you know, you had... Dude, just not the, not the best year for music. Uh, you know what would actually rank highly, and I didn't listen to it that year, is Lose by Symbols Eat Guitars. Yeah, that would be like a top five album for me now. I can see that. I I have actually just started getting into that. Oh, we have a whole other topic to get to. We can save that for next week if you want. I think we're maybe after the president Ooh. talk and this, we might be running long. Yeah, we're at, we're at time. Might I be think. might so be good to to save it. Maybe we wrap it up and leave the listeners with a little cliffhanger there. Yeah, yeah. Keep you interested. There's a there's a cool topic having to do with albums of the same name and which is better. Yeah. I don't know if that gives it away too much. Give us a throw, shoot us some guesses. Be like, hey, I think it's this. 
I think it's these two albums. Yeah. I think it's four and four. There's got to be... There's got to be... That's not it. There's got to be... It's not all the albums that are titled four. No. That's not it. Yeah, give us your best guess. We'll shout you out next episode if you get it right. I think we're done. We're done. See you next week with that mystery topic. Bye, everybody. Peace. something but I don't remember I had something right before I did the read well I'll tell you what I have two things so okay. I'll say those and then if you if okay. you get to that two things one and they're they're literally related in no way um one when did uh Moonshape Pool get on Spotify because it's on there now oh dude it's been on there for months has it yeah I just noticed for the first time today I don't even really? think of it as a possibility so when you were to listen, you just hop on title. Yeah, because I had it saved. When's the last time you've listened to that, by the way? Um, it's been a little while at this point. Yeah, because there's so much to do, so many other things to listen. Did to. we ruin that for ourselves? Uh, I, I have no desire to listen to that album. I don't feel I ruined it for myself. I like it a lot. I I know what you mean. It's like maybe out of the top ten for the year right now. Yeah, I, I like feel like probably it, is. it's only going to spiral for you. It's yeah. been, it's been, it seems a negative journey since it came out, and I feel like there's no way out of it. That's how it is, you know. What can I you can't, do? you know, I can't help it. I uh, feel how I feel about it. That's all you can do. Yeah. The other thing is, how many? I was talking about this with Mitch and Max after I ran with with Mitch. How many people's pictures do you think you're in in the world? Oh, uh... Gotta be thousands. No, I'm not that many. Just in the background? No, dude, like, probably zero. What are you talking about? Think about, like... Me, personally? Yeah, think about, like... Not even close. Maybe ten. Just wandering in, like, a busy city? Maybe ten. Say you're in Times Square, where people are taking pictures all the time. Think about all the people that have filtered into the background of your pictures... Dude, there's no way you're not in hundreds of pictures. No, yes. I, there's no chance it's in the hundreds. There's absolutely no chance. I don't like wander through busy cities no, where people are taking pictures very often. Right, but if you're walking through a city or like anywhere that's touristy, you're in the background of someone's picture. Because there are people in the background of yours. Maybe a few. I. It's more me, than a few. In this, dude, especially in the smartphone era. Yeah. With people constantly like just boot, like taking pictures. Like say you're in a... In the a, thing oh. is, like when you're taking a selfie... It's not even just selfies. It's like, oh, look at that building. Look at that statue. And there's people walking behind it. When you... Okay, one, selfies. You're you're getting just like your face and whoever's face is in the picture. Also, when you're taking a picture of like a view, wouldn't you wait until people are out of your way? I don't know. I'm, I don't think necessarily. Not if it's like, again, if it's a really densely populated area. See, I'm not there a lot. Well, you're not there a lot. But when you're there, not, not, so many people are taking Not pictures. enough to be hundreds. What about like the beach? You're at the beach and it's like densely packed near the water. People are taking pictures of like their towel. People are smiling. You're in the water in the background. You know how many times I've been in the water at the beach in the past year? I don't mean in the past year. I mean in your life. Dude, I, I think you're overestimating this. I, th- I, I think you're underestimating it. I, from, I'm saying for me personally, it's not even close to thousands. It's... It's not even. I don't. Think you really think that, that when you're in a very densely, heavily populated area, you're not slipping into pictures by accident. A few, a few. Like, like it can't be like five or fewer. It's less than fifty. I don't know, man. I mean, we need we need science. It's less on this than one. fifty. We need someone to, sure. to give us a definitive answer. Less than fifty for me. That definitive answer. Final answer. Regis. I, I think that's bullshit, dude. I think that's so oh. low. I think that's so low. Think about, dude, like you're. We all can't be jet setting around to different cities, Jake. Okay. You're you're 24. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. No, 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 I'm not. You're 23. Thank Sorry, you. you're 24 in a week from today. Spoiler alert. Fuck. <laughs> um, 
Happy birthday. Well, hey, dude, does that mean we record a pod on your birthday? It does. It That's going to be a big that. day. It does mean that. Holy shit, we're going to have streamers in the, in the studio? Can I get, like, super drunk? Because I'll have the next day off. Dude, that should be the podcast, is you should get progressively <laughs> okay, drunk throughout do, the course that. of it. I'll do that. Drink to the point where you can no longer make salient points. What I was going to say is that okay. in all your years on Earth, I think you're underestimating how many times you've been just, like, in the backdrop of a photograph. I think you're underestimating it. 50 alone? Yeah. I don't know. It just seems low. Even at a bar, even at like people, you know what I mean? Like, even if it's just like your shoulder, if it's like, oh, it, my shit. It's not, it doesn't have to be you literally photobombing it in full frame, but it's like your body. You're in the picture. Okay. If it's like a, like a small little thing, but that's the thing. Like, you can't identify me in that. Like, I'm talking about, I just you mean can in general. see my face and I can, you can identify me. All right. Well, I mean, like, I mean, like, just as, as a thing you can never know. It's like the idea of when you're in a major city, how many people's lives are you intersecting? Right. It's crazy to think. It's like it has to be thousands, you know, it, it, just on one block in, like, New York City. Yeah. And so what percentage of them are taking pictures? Right. And how many of those are? do you see, like, your profile in a crosswalk? Or you, like, popping out of a CVS or something? I just feel like there's, there, that's got to be a pretty high rate. go to a lot of CVSs, Jake. In New York City, I know you don't. <laughs> Anyways, then book it. Sean's getting drunk for the, for the birthday Yeah, pod. yeah. We'll do it. Maybe we, maybe we sing to him. We'll do it. Uh, all right, let's dive in. Actually, that would be weird because it would be just me singing to you. Can you imagine that? If you're drunk enough, you'll love it, though. Uh, yeah, I'll laugh. The whole I'll way like through. giggle through The it. whole way home. Yeah. All right, well, we'll have to, again, if, if there are any... I don't even know who would be sociologists. We'd have to extrapolate have this from like move the mic closer to us a little bit. Sure. If 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 there's anyone who has the 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 knowledge and can can parse through the statistics of this, let us know how many people's. Uh, I guess it would vary depending on where you live. What was yes. the thing you were thinking about? I have no idea. It's lost. Gone for lost to the ether. Gone for good. Um. What can you do? All right. Ready. Yeah. Moving closer. Fucking fan. Stupid fan. Three, two, one. 